Good evening, Saints fans and NFLers around the world. Welcome to the Who Dat Dish podcast, a podcast dedicated to all things New Orleans Saints as part of Fan Sided. As always, I'm your host, Dayton Brown. And I'm your other host, Tyler Raymond. And we just want to thank everyone for helping us get here. The Who Dat Dish podcast has officially reached uh, double-digit episodes. We're on our 10th yes. episode now, guys, and we can't be any happy. We're both ecstatic, so we just yeah. want to thank everyone for that, but... Yeah, thank you everybody so much for that. We yeah. So not only have we reached 10 episodes of the show, we've also reached over 1,000 listens throughout Ooh, all of our podcast, which is really awesome. It uh, really speaks volume to the support. So that pretty much averages out yeah. to 100 listens per episode, um, which is great. I would have never thought that we would have 100 different people listening to us at, at the same time, but that's fantastic. Thank you guys so much. Be sure to yep. follow us on Twitter, too, at the WDD podcast, so you stay up to date with everything. Um because uh, we're, we're just trying to build up that Twitter account to yeah. get, the, get the news out there more often, you know. So we'll start doing polls, too. We've done a couple polls on there. But, yeah. Um, Tyler, how was your Eclipse Day? Oh, um, uh, besides me not getting the official glasses and burning my retinas for, like, a minute, man. I am good. I'm good. What One a- more perfect way to start off um, our podcast than, like, having such a – a memorous occasion to kick it off with. You know? That's true. Yeah, with once-in-a-lifetime opportunity type thing to actually witness this eclipse and have it go in 100% totality. Do you know what the percentage of totality you were in? Uh, mine, I think mine at the highest was like maybe like 70, 80%. Oh, man. I was in a 98%, and it was really mm-hmm. awesome to see. So. But the funny part is, though, so in 2024, it'll be going over Syracuse, where nice. I reside, so nice. I don't look forward to that. Hopefully yeah. you'll still be there. You might be living in New Orleans at that time, though. <laughs> Maybe. Know, Maybe. You never know. All right. So, uh, yeah, again, thank you, everybody, so much for 10 episodes and all the listens so far. Uh, let's get into this show, though. We are going to obviously talk about the Saints' win uh, in Los Angeles against the Los Angeles Chargers over the weekend, their first yep. preseason win in uh, about two and a half years. Super exciting stuff. Uh, we are also going to preview their upcoming game, which is this Saturday in New Orleans against the Houston Texans. But first, we obviously have to do Articles of the Week, a weekly segment here, where we feature our own articles and another article from a different contributor on whodatdish.com. That is who we write for, a fantastic site. If you don't live there, you should be. Tyler, (laughs) I'm going to give you the floor, man. you you got to go and give me your Articles of the Week. Okay, so for mine, guys, unfortunately this week I do not have an article yet, but the week is young. And there is plenty of time for me to have one, so look forward to that as I will be hopefully having an article out related to the New Orleans Saints. I'm thinking mostly my um my opinions on what I saw from the Saints-Chargers game and what I thought about it. So look forward to that. But uh, now, uh, one uh, one writer who I would like to give praise to, he's a new writer for Who That Dish. We would just like to welcome... Uh, to the site, uh, Daniel B. I do not know how to pronounce his last name, so I'm going to call him Daniel B. And he has an awesome article out that's called New Orleans Saints, Breaking Down the Loaded Stable of Backs. So basically what this gets into, what Daniel talks about, is how the New Orleans Saints practically have a three-headed dragon uh, for the running backs right now. They have Alvin Kamara, uh, Adrian Peterson, and Mark Ingram. And it is probably going to be one of the best triple threats as far as the running back goes in the league. You know, you have right. the veteran presence. You have the dynamic athleticism. You have the young spirit. It's, just, it's all in there. And Daniel covers that really well. He What he gets into is 
it's basically a, a five-page slide. He talks about just an overview, then he gets into specifically about what each running back brings to the team and how they will contribute to the New Orleans Saints in 2017. So if you're interested in knowing about the offense specifically and what amazing pieces uh, the New Orleans Saints have with their running backs, check it out by Daniel. You can, uh, Daniel, you can find that out on whodatdish.com. But what do you got, Dayton? Uh, yeah, fantastic piece there from one of our new guys. Um, and guys, yeah. if, you, if you are interested in writing for whodatdish.com, you can apply to write. And, uh, I mean, we, we've gotten a couple guys on uh, in the past couple weeks, and we're, we're still looking for some active writers. If you want to get your name out there, uh, just go to fansided.com and, and look for the careers option. Uh, we would gladly – we welcome everybody here with open arms. It's a fantastic site yeah. to write for. Uh, would that message be... us on Twitter, too, by the way. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, you're I know right. a lot of people message us through Twitter. We can yeah. help get you through that way, too. Exactly. So. Yeah, yeah, good call. So um, the two articles I have, the first uh, came out on Saturday, last Saturday for me. It was called Saints-Chargers preseason matchup could be historic. What I ended up writing about didn't actually happen. I delved into the possibility of Drew Brees and Phillip Rivers going against each other in the game on Sunday. Obviously, it didn't happen. If it would have, it would have been awesome because they are both surefire Hall of Famers. And outside of the playoffs, even in preseason and the regular season, we don't see a lot of Hall of Fame quarterbacks go head-to-head. There's only about... I mean, I argue that there's uh, like six or seven in the league, including those two, uh, that are surefire Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Mm. Um, so it would have been really awesome to see them play. They obviously didn't, but that's okay. Uh, you can still read it because there is a little comment section uh, disagreement argument between myself and another guy uh, in the comment section of that article, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, but the other one I wanted to plug was from our good friend here at Who Dat Dish, uh, Matthew McFatridge. Uh, the title is Manti Teo looks poised to be a star pretty much talks about Manti Teo's past um combine combining his college career because it, it, you have to remember how good of a college player Manti Teo was he was a he Heisman was. finalist yeah. as a defensive player that, that's 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 almost yeah it speaks a lot of volumes yeah. to his talent but due to outside of football you know off the field issues with being catfished and whatnot he um, kind of fell in the draft. I think that he was a first-round talent, but he ended up going into the second round with the Chargers. The biggest Band-Aid for his career that's kept him, uh, that's held him back, is his injuries. He's uh, Matthew points out in the article that he's missed 26 games in his career. That's so as long as he can stay healthy for the Saints after the games, and we're going to talk about him in just a minute, how he performed in Los Angeles, yep. he's going to be an important piece for us, and he's going to play some big-time minutes. Could possibly start. Probably will, honestly, uh, at this rate. So... Um, fantastic articles, like I said. Go ahead and go to whodatdish.com. Check them out. If you don't live there, you should be. <laughs> yep. All right, guys. So, uh, as we transition into our first topic of the night, uh, it is amazing. It is an amazing topic. The New Orleans Saints ended their preseason losing streak. Not that that really matters. Yes. Sort of did. It, no, but, um, it mattered, man. Uh, you know, it it's mattered. like it did, but it didn't. Right, and they right. defeated the Los Angeles Chargers. It's the principle and that counts. Hmm, what'd you say? It's, it's the principle that counts. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I'll, I'll mention my first part that I think was really amazing is that the defense didn't give up any points. If it weren't for Ryan Nassib, right. it would have been a shutout. But that's Your just boy. one thing. Your boy, hmm? Ryan Nassib. Your boy, yeah. Ryan Nassib. <laughs> well, I don't know if I consider him my boy. Okay, but, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, he, uh, that, that was just one of the amazing things that went on. During the game, so we'll be talking about that now. So you want to start off, Dan? What do you got that yeah, you Yeah, well, like? 
Well, just general thoughts um, yeah. of this game going into it. Let me actually just delve into some stats, then I'll talk about my... Uh, uh, or I'll just list off some stats, do some quick stats, and then we can delve into some specific ones later on. Actually, but, I'm going to pull up some ones, too, cool. because so, there's a lot to cover. Chase Daniels was 7-12 for 80 yards. Uh, he had a 78.5 quarterback rating. He was sacked twice. Um, mm-hmm. Ryan Nassib, 6-15, 55 <laughs> yards. Sacked once for a loss of 10. His court, his uh, passer rating was 22.9. <laughs> and uh, he had one interception, which was returned for a touchdown. Alvin Kamara, again, led the team in rushing yards. Five carries for 61 yards. No surprise there. He had that 50-yard touchdown. So his other carries were four carries for 11 yards, if you want to put it that way. But still, very impressive touchdown run on our very first offensive play. Um, uh, Michael Thomas actually led the team in receiving. This is This is crazy to me. This is such a flip-flop from last week uh, because we passed so many times last week uh, against uh, mm. the Browns. But now, because Nassib was struggling so much, we, we ran the ball a lot more. Yeah, uh, we did. At the very end of the game, uh, I, Darius Victor, I believe, and yeah. another running back just kept on running and running the ball to really yeah. uh, get the time down. And Darius, I really enjoyed that. Darius Victor had 14 carries that game. Wow. That was crazy. He had almost as many carries as Ryan Aspet passing attempts. Um, <laughs> but the crazy thing is Michael Thomas led the team in receptions, and he only had one catch. It was for 28 yards, which was fantastic. Um, Edmonds had one catch for 22 yards, as did Alvin Kamara. Corey Fuller, three catches for 20 yards. He was targeted five times. Nothing mm-hmm. nothing really stands out on the offensive side. However, on the defensive side of the ball, Manti <laughs> Teo, who we were just talking about, uh, nine total tackles. One sack, three tackles for a loss, and, and a quarterback hit. And a fumble recovery. He had a fumble recovery as well. Just an all-out great game. A.J. Klein. A.J. Klein is playing the way that we were expecting A.J. Klein to play, which mm-hmm. makes me so happy. Uh, six total tackles, half of a sack, one tackle for a loss, one quarterback hit. Uh, Craig Robertson, again, also had a quarterback hit and also had six total tackles. Um, and who also impressed me, too, other, other, on, on the defensive side of the ball, I think Manti Teo impressed me the most, obviously. He, he he looked really comfortable. He looked like he was in control. He solidified his spot, in my opinion, because yeah. I think you you knew that I was really, like, I mean, because he's a veteran. You know, veterans right. can get cut easily. Yeah. And honestly, to tell people this, I was a bit on the bow, on the fence with Teo. You know, because we have a lot of young linebackers right now. I could see him easily getting pushed out. Yeah. But with the epic performance he had, I think he solidified his spot. I would agree. So. I would agree for sure. Especially, like I said, the state that we're in, we really need as much help on the defensive side of the we ball do. as we can. Devontae Harris and Ken Crawley, they're going to be fighting for a roster spot. They really impressed me yesterday. Um, yeah. I, th- I think I'll get into Marshawn Lynch more when we talk about the Texans. Marshawn Lynch didn't really do much. The, like, the first action he saw, he got juked You mean the out. Raiders? Oh, yeah, he, they played the Raiders? Uh, the, the Raiders played the Texans? Wait, what? You said Marshawn Lynch. I, I, I meant Marshawn Lattimore. My bad. Oh. Did I say Lynch? My bad. Totally meant Mar- Did I say Lynch? Yeah. Oh, wow. Hey, My bad. I, I mean, hey, if the Saints play the Raiders in the Super Bowl, that, bad, we man. can mention uh, right. Mar- uh, Marshawn Lynch ahead of time. This is all good, man. We're having a good time um, here. Marshawn Lattimore on the um, – his, his first he wasn't action, even targeted. He wasn't targeted, which could speak one way or the other, that he was playing good defense, or it could speak about the poor Chargers offense because Cardell Jones looked just terrible out there, um, as, did, yeah. as did San Diego's offensive line. Whether that was their offensive line looking bad or our front seven looking really good. 
Um, but mm-hmm. we, didn't, we didn't really throw too many exotic blitzes uh, to that offensive line. So yeah. I think that, it, for the most part, it was some simple blocks that they just missed. Um, mm-hmm. On top of our defensive line being really talented and our, and our linebackers filling the gaps. But, yeah, Marshawn Lynch didn't see much action, but Devontae Harris and Ken Crawley stepped up once he came into the game. Last, last yeah. week, they, they, they didn't do too much, but once Marshawn Lattimore was in the game, they knew it was time for them to step up. Yeah. And that really and, impressed me. Hmm? And I said that what? really impressed me. Yeah, oh, okay, so for mine, what I liked, I was really on the defensive line side, you know, because obviously right now, uh, if you haven't been aware with Saints Twitter and what's been going on, Saints fans, some of them anyway, have been frantic for their life that this Saints defense won't have any form of pass rush beyond Cameron Jordan. But here is an interesting statistic for you guys I thought I'd like to mention to go along with what Dayton was saying earlier. The New Orleans Saints defense has compiled not one, not two, not three, and not blah, 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 blah. Twelve sacks over yeah. the past two preseason game, uh, games, eight over the last game. And that included a bunch of, a bunch of guys getting sacks, like A.J. Klein, Manti Teo, Al-Qaeda Muhammad, who had a great game I'm really starting to like. And just that was really impressive. And another interesting thing, this will probably blow Saints fans' minds, but I think the Saints had... Overall, as far as defense goes, the third overall defense in, in these past two games. That's like, awesome. everything combined, like, all the teams put together, which is really uh, shocking for me. But I'm hopeful. So, here, I've got a few notes that I wrote down that I thought we could cover. And so, uh, not that you guys didn't know, but um, during the game, uh, me and Dayton were both watching the game. And I was writing down notes for this podcast specifically, you know, so I had some stuff to mention. So, the first thing I've got, we can probably just debate it. Alvin Kamara plus mm-hmm. screen game equals fire. Yes. Yes. And Alvin Kamara is a beast in the screen game. And the reason we were screening so much is because Nassib and Daniels couldn't get anything going down the field. They really couldn't. We really kind of had to screen. Daniels. Yeah. 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 We, we, we had to run some screens. We had to run the ball. That, that's why there were so many carries is our quarterbacks were underperforming, especially Nassib. But, I mean... Alvin Kamara in open space is deadly, and that's what we need. He that's is. what we've been missing. Man, people are I feel like people aren't gonna take him seriously, but in the end, that's gonna end up killing them. Yeah. I, you know, because you figure uh, we haven't even really seen Alvin Kamara line up uh in the wide receiver position yet. Right, yeah. Oh, you know, he's versatile enough where you can throw him behind you, yeah, or you can throw him to the side of you as a wide receiver. He can yeah. do it all and that's really gonna. That's what's gonna put us over the top because right now right. our wide receivers are good, but they're not perfect. Right, so if right. you you throw in a versatile Alvin Kamara, it'll really help. Yeah. But oh man. Speaking of our wide um, receivers, Michael Thomas and uh, Willie Steed have two really fantastic blocks on the Alvin Kamara touchdown. Oh my gosh! Downfield. I saw that. I, I kept on watching that. Yeah, back. yeah. Somebody tweeted about it, and and they were just like, "Yo, this is them and." Like midseason form, they're being great receivers while not even catching the ball. You know, like they're they're yeah, actually doing they're all dimensions do. of their job, which was fantastic to see. That was great. And another thing too, speaking of that block, I, I've got to give a shout out and credit to anybody here. It's two offensive linemen. Uh, I'll be honest, they didn't have like they had a good day. Obviously, with any offensive lineman, you get you have bad parts. Right. Boy, Ryan Ramchek at left tackle and Andrews P at left guard. Yeah. They both killed it on that block. Just everything that had to go well did go well. And if you guys uh, – we read so many articles at Who That Dish. Uh, if you guys check those out, I'll make sure to include a link 
of the Alvin Kamara run uh, so everyone could check out how beastly it was by the whole team. Did you see, by the way, um, speaking of blocks, did you see that one play where uh, Kobe Fleener just manhandled yes. Joey Bosa? Yes. He, he literally... That was um, awesome. I, I can't describe it. Yeah. He... Oh, my gosh, man. He just bullied him. Bullied him right to the ground. Yeah, Kobe with a capital K, even though his name starts with C. If he could just catch down, then we really have a... uh, Forget Jimmy Graham. Who's Jimmy Graham, right? Jimmy Graham who? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Jimmy Graham could never do that. and Max Unger uh, finally suited up. He's back. Yeah, so he's officially... Which is awesome because that's his main concern is him being injury prone. Once he's healthy, he's one of the best centers in the league. Arguably. The oh, arguably the top yeah. 10, if not top yeah, five. Yeah, for sure. I think he's sure. underrated. Oh, for, oh absolutely. You, you have, I can't obviously uh, off the top of my head, I can't name any centers from other teams, but obviously you have like Dallas has a good center. Yeah. Just uh, the Titans, I think just a lot of teams, but New Orleans always seems to be underrated. Yep. No, I'm hoping yeah. uh, Max Unger with a bunch of other starters, We'll be starting week three for us uh, uh, in the preseason yeah. next week. We play yeah. the Texans. That would be really awesome to see. Um, yeah. So let's get into some more negative. Was there anybody that you you? Um, ob- yeah. Ob- obviously, okay. So Ryan Nassib, we we can both yeah. agree had a, had a bad game. He had that pick six. He was six of fifteen, only fifty five yards, um, twenty two point nine passer rating. You can't really blame the offensive line for his struggles because he was only sacked one time, even if he was rushed. Um, but he only threw the ball fifteen times, and, and coaches. It was a mixture of running the clock down, like you said, and also Nassib struggling. Um, mm. He really he had no control over the game even before his pick six, which is yeah. He really he really he fell down he fell down the ladder this one, guys, and it, yeah. it wasn't really it wasn't really good. Any, you know, any, maybe he can. What were we gonna say? No, no, go ahead. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, well, maybe he can like make it up in the fourth uh, game. Uh, you know, because honestly, the third game is probably gonna be mostly Drew Brees, Chase Daniel. I'm assuming, but you know, yeah. I don't see the Saints keeping three quarterbacks on the roster. Me neither. One of them is probably going to be on the practice squad. Yeah, um, if that. Uh, so, did anybody else uh, disappoint you in the game? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> deja vu, everyone. Oh, man. It sinks because I can't figure out what it was that he did. But all I have is, on my paper, a swan with a, a frowning face. Yeah. He didn't play that I, well. I forget what he did, but... He just I, looks I, lost. I, I, he just looks lost out there. It's 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 yeah. almost every play is where he just doesn't look like a cornerback. It's just not good, you know, because he's he's in a position right now where if he really wanted to, if he could step up, like look at what PJ Williams has done. I'll mention him in a second because he was a beast, especially yeah. one play. He had a really hard hit and Twitter freaked out. Yeah. Like, wow, PJ yeah. Williams can hit, you know. And that was a nice hit. I, I think that, yeah. too. Um, I think he actually got on Twitter after that game. I think he like tweeted somebody back at it. I think it was something like either he was flexing, you know, like the flexing emoji, or it was something yeah. like he knew he hit him hard. Yeah, yeah. But um, I'm looking at the roster right now, and he he has potential. Like if, if Damian Swan knew what he was doing and took and seized the opportunity, right now he could easily be a second string cornerback behind Marshawn Lattimore or uh, uh, P.J. Williams if he wanted yeah. to. He could be there. Yeah. And he's just not seizing the opportunity. He's like, not. okay, my uh, here's an interesting uh, quote I've got here. But in the end, uh, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And he isn't seizing the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, and he, the, I'm glad that he's underperforming in preseason, as maniacal as that sounds. Just because yeah. I'd rather him do poorly in the preseason so we know, as opposed you to know him what we're, 
doing bad in the, the regular season, you know what I mean, which, which we've yeah. had problems with in the past uh, a lot of the time. I mean, I'm yeah, yeah, offense probably needs to score more points. But other than that, um, I mean, there were a lot of positives to take away from that game, you know. I've got other people, too, on here. Yeah. I have Okafor. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned this, but did you see the sack where Alex Okafor just kept on – I don't know if I consider it a bull rush, but he just kept on pushing and pushing. The offensive yeah. line – the lineman couldn't keep up, and he just clobbered. Yeah, he uh, him. back up. He yeah. he clobbered the heck out of him. Other guys have gotten here. Alex Okafor. I had PJ Williams had a really good game. I just kept on having. It was really consistent from what I was noticing yeah. from the Saints defense. Even not even the starters. Even second and third streams, uh, in the run game, for example, it was really consistent. The Saints didn't give up any huge plays. I, I think if I recall. Here, let me pull it up right now. The Chargers' stats for their leading rusher. Uh, it wasn't, like, pretty, but let's see here. Let me pull up for you guys really quick. Okay, their leading rusher had uh, three uh, three carries for 26 yards. So Ah, wow. It's okay. But the thing is, they didn't give up anything huge. It's where I was No, no, that was... They were really, yeah, yeah they were really that's consistent. really low. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good penetration. And the thing was, though... A lot, a lot of people right now are really hesitant to say anything really phenomenal about the Saints because they don't want to, like, risk it. You know what I mean? Because, look, we lost Nick Fairley. We don't know how Sheldon Rankins is going to be without him. You know, we yeah. we haven't – Alex Okafor is great, but he hasn't exactly showed us everything we want. You know, so people are being really hesitant right now. And to see that, unlike our offensive line, when it comes to, like, second, third strings, our second and third string defensive line – I'm more hopeful about. So that yeah. gave me a lot of hope Hope for that. Absolutely, yeah. But. It shows that we have more depth, especially on the defense, than we've had in the past. Because yeah. Marshawn Lattimore, I don't know if Marshawn Lattimore is going to be a starter. We still need. I still need to see him in two more games to really determine yeah. if, if he's ready to start. If not, I'm okay going. Well, that's, that's the other thing. P, I think P.J. Williams is definitely going to start. He's playing mm-hmm. like a starter. If Marshawn Lattimore isn't ready to start, who's going to start in his place? Honestly? Delvin Bro's injured. Go ahead. Who, who do you think? Okay, uh, I'm curious to see who you were going to say. My guy would be Sterling Moore. Okay. Honestly, I, yeah. I, I'd say Sterling Moore. He, he forced the fumble. I would totally go Sterling Moore. Absolutely. Especially if we're running more zone than man. I like Sterling yeah. Moore more in a zone. I like him more zone, so I'll keep, keep up with man. But, uh, but. yeah, no. That, okay, I'd go Sterling Moore, too. I was thinking, like, Ken Crawley is definitely on the table from what he's been playing, but he might not be ready yeah. to start. Um, and I've seen more of him still, Crawley, honestly. Raphael Bush also had a good game. He, he, had, he had a couple nice tackles. Um, mm-hmm. Our secondary just looks really improved. Uh, did Marcus Williams play? Um, I, I can't. I, 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 think don't he, re- I think he did. I think he did because I remember reading a tweet that they were taking out all the starters, including Lattimore and Williams. So I, I remember him playing. I don't think he did really anything spectacular. He did. I, yeah. I remember he was he was on the ball. He had two he, tackles. He was, he he was really tackles. aware of everything. He had two tackles. He did play in the game. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And another thing, too, we never mentioned. Obviously, the Saints have had some issues on special teams. But you know yeah. who did really well? Uh, the, uh Even him. Yeah. Let's see if you remember. Uh, Straight in his cord, Chris Banjo yeah, Chris did Banjo, really, right. really well. He had a couple good... Uh, plays on the defense too. Uh, yeah, I was just noticing special teams. It seemed yeah. like, what was it? I remember we were punted. The Saints unfortunately had to punt the ball a few times in that right. game. But I remember 
one time he punted. It, it, it was far back. Thomas Moore said he's a specialist. He knows what he's doing. It was far back. And all you just see is Chris Banjo. I don't know if it was sprinting, running, whatever. Like, I, the guy almost got away, but he wrapped him up really well. Yeah. Just Chris Banjo is what we need for the special team. He's a very nice, disciplined player. I really like a lot. Yeah. Overall, um, though, my takeaway from the game, really, if I had to sum it up, uh, we beat a team with really bad backups. Uh, Cardale <laughs> Jones continued continue to play poorly, and their offensive line was arguably just as bad as ours in a lot of situations it, yep. in the game. But I, it, was, it was just like last week, even though we lost against the Browns. Take Coming from this game, there's a lot more positives than negatives. Yeah, uh, and we will say this. than mm. what we think. It is only the preseason. Oh, one yeah, more thing before we right. move on. Stefan Anthony, what happened to him? I, I so don't I, I don't understand. I don't understand benched, what's going right? on. Why did he get benched? So because I, I, last I, I, time I heard, I he was doing phenomenal. Mike Nolan was getting to him, and he was like really improving. He was yeah. starting, and now it seems like I don't even, I don't even know if he played in the game. Maybe you could find it. I don't even know if he did anything in the game. I thought he was going to be phenomenal for us. I thought we were changing him around, and I thought he was going to help contribute to the starting linebackers. And right. Yeah. I don't even know what's going on there, but obviously, you know the Saints, they don't like to reveal anything unless it's major, yeah, but you, even then he, they don't. I mean, you never know. He could just be a first-round wasted talent kind of type guy. If, if That'd be awful. Up happening, which, which would be awful, but um, yeah. yeah, and Ty uh, pointed it out really nicely a couple months ago when Stefan Anthony was being questioned whether or not he would even kind of make the roster due to what's been going on in camp. He's not going to play special teams. He's, he's either going to be a he first... He can play special teams. He can, but he, he's probably not going to. Um, yeah, there are other players I'd rather have. Yeah, I, and there's there's other players the coaching staff would rather have, too, and. on special teams. Uh, and Steph, So unless he's a first or second string guy, he's not going to be on the team. So he's going to have to step it up. So speaking of stepping up, uh, we're done with the Chargers game. All said and done. Uh... Next Saturday, this upcoming Saturday, the Saints will play mm-hmm. their first home preseason game of 2017. They will be taking on the Houston Texans, as they usually play uh, in the preseason. I think this is the fourth straight year they're playing the Houston Texans in the playoff, or, uh, in the preseason, excuse me. Um, yeah. So, Tyler, let me ask you this. How many starters will play? It is the third oh. preseason game. Uh, okay. And for how long, if, if they do? I want to say two, uh, two series, maybe one. Uh, let's see, out of offense, you've got your typical guys, Drew Brees, Mark Ingram, hopefully Adrian Peterson, Alvin Kamara, I don't know if he's a starter because of everything, but um, he'll probably play. You have Michael Thomas, Willie Sneed, Brandon Coleman, they'll probably all play. Yeah. You have the starting offensive line, hopefully including Max Unger will play. That'd you awesome. have the starting tight ends, I, it wouldn't surprise me if you have Kobe Fleener. On defense, you've got all the typical guys. Let me just read off the list there. You've got Sheldon Rankins, Cameron Jordan, who I really want to see. Yep. Um, you've got Kenny Vaccaro. You've got P.J. Williams, Marshall Lattimore. So I'm hopeful. But, uh, okay, here's one I've got for you. Who would you want to see, like, step up for this game? So, um, first of all, I, I'm pretty much in agreement with you. I do think all of the starters are going to play. And I actually okay. think that they'll probably at least play one quarter, at least, I think. That'd be nice. That, that, that's what I'm thinking. So this game is going to be a lot more exciting. Um, for me, I, I think a lot of people need to step up just because 13 points. Uh, so first game we scored 14 points, second game we scored, thir- scored 13 points. That's not really going to cut it in today's NFL scoring that low. 
and our defense is going to be able to bail ourselves out all the time. So really, who needs to step up is the entire offense, second and third string, because we score a lot of our touchdowns with like our good guys in because our offense is high-powered and when our starters are in. But when we have second and third string guys in on the offensive line, the quarterback, so really Garrett Grayson or Ryan Nassif, both of them need to step up. Whoever plays or if they both play, they both need to step up not only to help this team, you know, win these preseason games, get some momentum going, but to try at least, just at the very least, try to convince Sean Payton to keep three quarterbacks on the roster. Because, That'd be cool. Like we were saying, probably just going to be two guys, Breeze and Daniel, and then the whoever wins between Garrett Grayson and Ryan Nassib is going to be the practice squad guy. But yeah. both of these guys could have futures in the NFL, and they really need to step up to show that they can and show that they maybe belong on this Saints team. Um. And Marshawn Lattimore, I think, needs to. I think that he needs to make more plays, not be so afraid to go make a tackle, make an impact on the game. Didn't disappoint mm-hmm. me last game, but he didn't do too much to really impress me. Um, so yeah. I'd I'd like to see more out of him. Uh, what about you? Okay, uh, it's funny. So I will say this: I know it's only the preseason. I do agree with you. Uh, I'll, I'll disagree for uh, a little bit right here. So okay. I I'll say this: that luckily for us. Uh, we have a really good starting uh, starting offense, yeah. and I don't think points will be an issue. I think, honestly, full prediction here, I say the Saints, by the end of the season, will have at least 30.1 points per game by the end of the season. Oh, I'm not concerned with our starting offense. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, oh, no, no. I know, I our starting agree, offense but... is in good shape, but once the second and yeah. third string guys come yeah. in. Yeah, luckily we won't have to see them, though. That's what I'm saying. Right. They're the regular you're season. right, you're right. But if, and... injury, if injuries pop up, you never know. Yeah, yeah, true. And about Marshawn Lattimore, he wasn't even targeted. I think yeah. I, I agree with what you said. How you know, like it, maybe if we're in zone or something, and you know, if a player's coming, like how we, I forget, but he ended up on one play. He ended up getting juked really bad. Yeah, that was the first play that falling. he was like actually involved in. That yeah, play when he got juked. And I agree, but I would say for the guys for me that needs to step up, I would have to say. Damian Swan, yep, uh, Devonte Harris, everybody okay. on the lower end. Of the secondary right now, okay. I would also have to agree with. Um, I, I would also have to say, uh, like I said last week, uh, Corey Fuller. He's our wide receiver. Yeah. I'm holding on to because I still think right now Tommy Lee Lewis. If the season, if the that, if the preseason ended today, cuts are happening. Tommy Lee Lewis is the fifth Saints wide receiver, unless the Saints know something we don't know. This is just what we're inferring. From how the preseason has gone, yeah. but I, I like to see Corey Fuller, you know, make a push because I, I believe he he might have got targeted a few times. I can't I can't find all the stats unfortunately, but I believe he did get targeted a few times. So so big, mm. big name guys I think are going to get cut uh, within like the week and a half, whenever the first round of cuts are due. Big names that I think are going to get cut. Uh, I think Travin Durrell is going to get cut. Um, yeah, I agree. Fortunate injury, but also, I mean, it was in the first game. So, but I, I think that the wide receiver core was too crowded, too talented for him to make the team anyway. Yeah. Um, now, I think, here, here's a guy we haven't talked about yet, uh, Arthur Mullet. Uh, I thought that he was possibly going to start. Um, I yeah. don't, so so I, Damian Swan, Arthur Mullet, Ken Crawley, Devonta Harris. Those guys' his jobs team? are all up for grabs right now. Yeah, because I haven't even seen Mullet. Is he I, I don't remember Mullet. He, he's a talented quarterback, but no, my is, issue yeah. is that, yeah, he has potential. I mean, he was making, and 
his training camp, he was doing practically everything. Pass breakups, yeah. jumping super high, but I I don't know where he is. What well, I'll have to keep close attention when the Saints play the Texans. But yeah, no. another thing, too. Uh, now, I don't know if his position is in jeopardy. I know the Saints have done it before. We've talked about it off uh, off the podcast. Trey Hendrickson, a lot yes. of people believe right now he's going to be the Sean Payton's lucky guy that gets registered his first year right. and gets put on injured reserve for probably like a spring thumb or something. You know, that's what the Saints right. are known for. Right. They put players on that don't exactly have an injury, yeah. save them, and then use them the year after. Because the defensive end, there's a ton of depth right now. Speaking Especially of, on the defensive line. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of Trey Hendrickson, um, Al-Kaden Muhammad impressed me um, against Chargers. Totally forgot to talk to him. If he keeps playing at this level, he's going to oh, find he, himself in the rotation. He's going to find himself oh, in the big yeah. time. I think he's already in the rotation, honestly. Because if you look right now, you've got Alex Okafor, Hawiki yep. Kaha, who, yeah. from what I've seen right now from last week, looks good. Yeah, and maybe he's, they're he's just trying to good. save him. Yeah, he's uh, looking pretty good. I'd save him, like you know, yeah. like maybe like have him limited snaps because you don't want to do anything to those legs. Right. Have him forbid. Right now, Alex Okafor, you've got Obum Guachim. Honestly, I can see him being cut. Yeah. Alex Jenkins doesn't make the starting squad because of his international thing. Yep. On the other side, you've got Cameron Jordan, Daryl Tapp, Alkan Muhammad, and Jason Jones. Yeah. So I could see Alkan Muhammad, maybe depending on what side he's on, either filling in for Cameron Jordan when he's tired. Or filling in the rotation on the other side with Okafor and Kikaha. So, right. I'm hopeful for him. He's impressed me, me beyond my expectations. I just thought yeah. he, he might have got cut, if anything. Right. But, man, he's been impressive. He's been doing really good. That gives me confidence in, in our defensive line because the edges are kind of almost now set, which is really exciting to see. So, exactly. Um, you put it perfectly. We are realizing that we are having a much more balanced team, at least in the preseason. Uh, we'll see how the starters play, and, and we really won't know anything pertaining to actual football games until – the team plays against the Minnesota Vikings Monday night uh, when they open the season up in Minnesota. Oh, that's going to be a heck of a game. We'll that's, have to preview that extensively. That's going to be fantastic. Um, but that's all the time we have on today's show. Again, thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast and all the other ones. Thank you so much yep. for getting us to 10 episodes and over 1,000 listens. Next um, goals, I guess, for us, what, 20 episodes and 10,000 listens, which is, which is uh, we'll, yeah. we'll get there, we'll get there. But, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Tyler, go ahead and plug away, man. Okay, so next week will be uh, Monday, August 21st. Yes. Uh, right now, we're in the works and trying to get on Under the Dome podcast host Sean Williams on the show, so look out for him. Yep. He's a great dude, uh, honestly. I love him. Dayton knows him, sort of, so he's a great dude. We're hopefully going to have him on soon. But make sure to follow us on everything social media so you guys stay updated to what we are doing regarding Who That Dish and this amazing podcast. Yep. So, as always, you can follow... My amazing co-host, uh, Dayton Brown, here on Twitter at Dayton underscore Brown underscore. You can follow me, this guy over here, uh, on Twitter at Raymond Tyler M. You can follow our official podcast account uh, at on Twitter at the WDD Podcast. And just stay updated with everything on uh, Twitter and make sure to check us out on Who That Dish to stay updated with our articles and anything else important that comes out. Yep, so. exactly. Fantastic, man. Yeah, be sure to also go to whodaddish.com. Be sure to check out all the articles like us on Facebook, Twitter, all that jazz. Um, so Saints next game, Saturday, August 26th, against the Houston Texans in New Orleans. And then we will have a podcast that following Monday letting you know 
what we thought about the game, and then we will preview their final preseason game. Saints' very first regular season game is going to be September 12th against the Minnesota Vikings on Monday Night Football, which is so exciting. Yeah, it's almost here, so super pumped for that. Again, guys, thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you soon.